0: isolation edition of Eat This with Leanne. Here's Leanne Phillipson.
1: Nipping out to the store to shop for a day or two or like even just grab dinner it's it's a thing of the past right now. Going out for dinner, well that looks like to set up another table and chairs in another room of your house. Making a new recipe and getting halfway through and then all of a sudden you realize Damn, I'm out one ingredient to make this work. Ugh, maybe you're like me. Maybe you've got like a mini freezer that you're trying to keep all the frozen vegetables. Then I also need smoothie fruit. And then don't forget about the meat. These are all super challenging times. And with it, it brings problems that I think we can work together to solve. So on the closet edition, while Chris is still in his bathroom, of this week's Eat This with Leanne, I hope to answer some of the challenges and problems that you're facing right now when it comes to meals, food, ingredients, and shopping by roping in a whole bunch of other people. So on Facebook, I asked, what is your biggest challenge while isolating to do with food, cooking, or meals? And I really wanted some real life challenges out of what my challenges are because there's so many out there. And I got some really diverse answers from a bunch of different people, all in real life situations. One widower who's 89 and living on his own and has all that's on the list of concerns. He's got diabetes, he's got heart issues, and there's no way that he's leaving his house. Because of the potential risk for should he get COVID nineteen, that's not good. How's he managing? So, here's Pat to share a thing or two with us.
0: Well, certainly my, bit, my my biggest challenge is because I am the poster boy for uh, uh, COVID nineteen danger. I'm yes, coming up to ninety, and I have multiple illnesses wrong with me, although. I don't think I'm frail but <laughs> however uh is of course getting getting food. Yes. Uh, luckily I have my uh, my son to do it. Yeah. And uh so so that works out quite well and I simply have to make up my mind what I need for the um uh, for the coming week or the coming two weeks. And of course I can't go and sort of oh yes that looks good oh no that that's fine you know the, the normal uh the normal way that we go shopping, of course, even though even if we have made a list, we still sort of say, "Oh, that looks interesting. I'll get two of those you know absolutely so anyhow, so that's, that's the, the biggest problem the fortunately i or unfortunately, whichever way you want to put it, i've been on my own for about uh, nine years since my wife died, so I'm used to looking after myself, and because I live on my own, uh, I only have to please myself except when i have guests which of course we can't have at the moment that's right um we've always used the freezer to a great extent i know not everybody is fond of frozen foods but uh, it works works for me Mm -hmm. Uh, when i buy food uh, for example if i buy uh, chicken thighs which i like very much i will uh, package them two to a uh, in, in, in foil, I package them two two to a foil. To mark the foil uh, clearly what what's in there, and freeze them. And I also have a list of everything that is in the freezer. And most times, I I tend to, if I take something out, I tend to take it off the list. Which <laughs> if I don't do that, it gets pretty confusing. And so where well, I,
1: that, yeah. that
0: yeah. stuff and so on.
1: Keep going um, to the to the bottom of the freezer. That's tremendous. Sorry, a- Very organized.
0: One thing I did do with, with the start of the the current nonsense was uh, to start freezing milk. Ah. I wasn't sure if milk would be available in quantity. Uh, okay. And the
1: toilet paper you went for the milk.
0: <laughs> I have. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what this fuss about toilet paper is. I, I looked around. I uh, you know I just I used to buy it when it was on sale and, and so on, and I sort of. Did a mathematical calculation of sheets per <laughs> sheets per occasion, <laughs> as it were, um, divided that into the number of sheets. I would appear to have enough uh, toilet paper for the next eighteen months. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tremendous. <laughs> and the freezing, yes, freezing milk. I thought, well, it may not last very long. And I went on the internet and I said, can you freeze milk? And back it came and said, yeah, of course you can. Uh, just make sure that the container is large enough to accommodate the uh, the fact that ice takes more room than than fluid. And uh, right, so I have it. Uh, I have it in sort of big containers about this this size, but it okay. only comes halfway up the container, so it has. Pro- lots of room ah. to expand. So um, you've
1: poured it out of the original bag? Or, I poured it or... out of
0: the original bag because okay. you know, there's, there's very little air space in those bags. Also, yeah, pain in the butt to have to carry them around and so on. Yep. So uh, th- this way I, I just bring it up from the freezer and stick it in the fridge. It takes about a day and a half to two days to, uh, you know, to thaw slowly. Okay. Uh, the only problem that might arise is that, it doesn't keep any longer just because it's frozen once it's once it once it's thawed it's the same as as right any any other milk and is liable to uh, you know if you keep it too long to to go uh, uh, to go sour but uh, yeah.
1: it certainly sounds like you're absolutely rocking this and i and i hope that listeners are you know have learned a thing or two from a pro who's been
2: you know <laughs> nav-
1: navigating you know, feeding not only just your, you know yourself, but also making food last That's right. while yeah. you are, you know, in now we're in self-isolation or quarantine, whatever you want to call it. But you, if you have a
0: chicken, make chicken soup with, yes. the, with the bones. Yeah. Get up properly. Yes. Get, get washed, get dressed, get showered, go and mm-hmm. sit down and eat like a normal human being Pour the yep. glass of wine and sit at the table. Don't sit there watching the two.
1: So I really think that Pat has has taught us a thing or two out of his experience in the whole of life and now you know, he's finding himself kind of doing the same thing that he does every day. So I hope there were some tips in there for you. Let's move on to Kim a. She lives in Oklahoma with her husband, and they recently moved there from New York City where she could you know, work. She's in her co-working space, and she could just nip around the corner to get some healthy lunches. She could go grab a juice, uh, dinner, whatever, whatever it is that she wanted. And she actually had a meal plan and delivery service. So Let's hear what she has to say about her challenge and I'll also give a few tips. So in your comment on Facebook you you had mentioned that you were someone who tended to have a meal plan and recipes before and now the whole situation is different.
3: So in the past, I had signed up for a program that had meal plan and they gave me a whole list of things to buy. And then I made everything and then I froze it in portions and I had it ready to go. And that kind of structure really supported me. But once I was off of that particular structure, which was only so many meals, I kind of felt lost. And I was like, how do I do this? So now I've been resorting to frozen meals that someone else has made that are you know like tons of sodium or just like not really healthy or balanced or okay. i've been spending forever creating um my different meals for the day and feeling like i'm running out of time so as okay. i mentioned i moved from new york city to oklahoma where there's just not a lot of great restaurant options in this rural town for a quick, healthy meal. And yeah. I would I would love some guidance on how to meal prep ourselves and create yeah. a really healthy meal plan that we can like freeze in portions and have for the rest of the week or so.
1: It's so important to get into not only recognize that that's something that's really helpful, but also you know, figure out what does that plan look like without being overwhelmed. In my, when I am working with clients, they say, please just give me a meal plan and tell me what I need to cook. But then sometimes when someone tells you what to cook every single day, it's overwhelming because you have to make something new every single day. So yeah. for yeah. you and for listeners who are who are listening in and in the same challenge, What I normally recommend is that you take a blank sheet um, and you write down what what have you eaten in the in the past week or start today and write down for the next five days what you normally eat, then you insert something new, maybe twice within the next five days after that, and you just keep transposing what you have eaten plus a new thing or two in the following week. And then it's not quite so overwhelming because you've got like the staple. I know I can pull this off in 10 minutes and this is, okay, we're gonna do that. Tomorrow will be a new recipe, but you know that you have a bit more time in your schedule, your home schedule, because you're working from home, where you can spend a bit more time on a new recipe. So the planning doesn't necessarily have to be sit down on a Sunday night and just find seven new recipes for the next week and then figure out where the food's gonna come from. Really just to sort of take it one step at
3: a time and work backwards before you're ready to work forwards. Interesting. I love that concept. What is your idea about this? So in the past, I was guided to do all the shopping on one day. This happened to be the weekend. So all the shopping on Saturday for like the whole week and then all the cooking on Sunday so that then everything Mm -hmm. was portioned out And either frozen or refrigerated. And then there was, even like things were like cut up or whatever, if there was a garnish or something that was, you know, needed to be added in. And then each morning you had, this is what I'm having for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner and my snacks. And you just like took those out and then added in any fresh or last minute ingredients or heated up something or added something. Like that to me feels amazing. But again, it's like, how do I plan that far in advance? And I guess your suggestion is not to try to plan every single meal for seven full days at the very beginning.
1: Yes, because that just feels really overwhelming. And for instance, in the Cook Together series, there was uh, in three days, uh, the first day I made, made rainbow rice wraps. So, in a container, I chopped up some red peppers, some carrots, some uh, zucchini, some sel- did you celery, no, cucumber, and I had it all in a, con- in a container, in a glass rectangular container, and then I used that for the fresh rainbow rice wraps. And I think I had some leftover chicken, you can use smoked salmon or anything like that. Now, the next day, then they were, you know, the vegetables were still fine, so I chopped those up and then put them into a quesadilla. So, but I already had them prepped, so sometimes it's really nice when you have them super fresh when you're eating them, like with a salad. So, salad for lunch, quesadilla for dinner. The quesadillas lasted another two days. Then by day three, those chopped up vegetables are starting to look a little more limp and they're just not so appealing. Right. right. And then, they get thrown into something else. I can't remember what the day, th- day three was that I did, but I would put that as a pizza topping. I would throw it into a pasta sauce. I would do something else with it, a soup for instance, so that then those ones that you've chopped up by day three, day four, they're just a little, getting a little funky, but still, you know, safe to eat, then that gets transposed into something that's, you know, maybe in a saucepan. And then also when when you head to the fridge for another snack, because you're in between calls or you need a snack, then you might go for it more than if you would have, if you have to take the pepper out or the carrot out and then sit there and chop it. So you've got fast food in a really, really natural way. Amazing. So I hope that also helps the, uh, helps the process of thinking about this too.
3: Yay, hooray. And Yay. also like shopping without just on the on the fly in my mind, thinking, yes. like, okay, what do I want to put with this chicken? Do I want asparagus? Do I want whatever? Yeah. And that's why I think I end up resorting to the same like four meals every time. <laughs> <Yes>. Right. <laughs> that's yes. what I think of in my mind. <laughs> okay, so yeah. chicken, yeah. onion, and squash, and sex. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's it. So Hooray, thank, thank you, you so
1: much for your input. I really appreciate it. It's going to help so many of, uh, of my listeners. Thank
3: you. Thank you.
1: Angie, she's a new mom with an eight-month-old baby. Now, this may not all be your situation, but what she's going through definitely speaks to what's going on. She really wasn't much of a whiz in the kitchen before, so she's needs that confidence with how do I navigate this situation while trying to feed her baby she's making all kinds of different recipes from my book and she lives in California so usually buys just fresh produce from her local markets and now her big concern as well as a bunch of other things she's going to talk about is what do I do with this frozen I've never really bought this stuff before
2: to be quite honest, you know my struggle, right? You know that I I don't have a family history of cooking or even an understanding of having balanced meals. So your book has helped me tremendously. Even prior to him really eating solids, I was cooking those meals because I want to get the hang of it, right? And make sure that I don't really have to think about it that much as he gets older. Um, And he quite likes pretty much everything, literally everything I've made from your book. He'll eat it. Amazing. Um, but the scary thing is access to those ingredients, right? Okay. So I, I was sort of trying to get frozen veggies to get used to them but like i don't know i what do i do with like zucchini can i even get frozen zucchini i saw some article about like prepping fresh produce and freezing it you know for these odd times right now yes we don't if we lack access but to be quite honest I saved that article and I haven't been able to look at it because that's just my phase of life right now. The fact that I have your book, that's really tangible and I can just reference it and like dog ear or put post-it notes. It's been a freaking lifesaver.
1: That's Um, awesome. I'm so glad to hear that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm always worried about stuff. I've I've bought some of those pre-made like Gerber snacks just in the beginning. And when I'm cooking food or getting it ready or waiting for it to cool like I'll give him a little something to snack on never typically the recommended serving size just because I want right. to limit that processed intake good processed idea. food um but yeah I don't know it's just challenging because I'm always like is he getting enough iron right I know that his iron stores deplete after six months right. um it, it is this enough right. so I'm just constantly a little worried Of course. Whether he's getting everything that he needs.
1: Yeah, so normal, so normal for a, for a parent. And I think now, because also you don't have the access to other people to be able to go out and and have a, you know, and have a bit of a chat. Of course, we can still do this online. And (laughs) I go through a lot of those kind of things in my, in my book as well. And. And, you know, outside of chatting with you for my podcast, then, you know, I'm always happy to chat with you just to put your, put your mind at rest and give you, you know, give you some peace of mind. But, you know, in trying to feed your child and have peace of mind with that, let alone feed yourself, because all the recipes, of (laughs) course, you can make for yourself, which is awesome. But, um, you know, but, but just as a new, as a new mom, just navigating this time is I can only imagine how I have a few friends who, who have newborns now, and it's just a whole other experience not having that support network there for you.
2: Well, I, I, that newborn stage is probably a lot harder than what I'm experiencing, to be honest, because that was near impossible prepping food. And it was also before I got your book. Ah, <laughs> right. right? So the like book. He, was, he was like four months when I posted on Facebook, and you are like, you need my
1: book. I was like, oh, I do.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: Yes. Um. Oh, I'm glad it's been such a such a <laughs> lifesaver. So just so you know, zucchini frozen would probably not be so great because it's pretty watery to begin with. And then most yeah. of the time when you take anything out of the freezer, it's a little more watery anyway. So that's definitely one that I'd probably do fresh. Anything that you can find in the frozen aisle, like your peas and your corn and your, you know, even a spinach or something like that, that you could add to anything or throw on top of some eggs for you is a really great thing to do. And I know that you've made the frittata recipe and that went down really well. That's the perfect place to put things like frozen vegetables, especially broccoli, because it's just frozen broccoli just comes out differently, frozen peas or frozen peas. That's just how it is. They're different to fresh peas, but at the same time, they, you know, everything does taste a little bit different, but it's good to have on hand.
2: Well, just since I was getting the hang of using fresh stuff, incorporating the frozen things just seems like a whole new world, like a brand new territory. And it's like, do so I look up separate recipes? Do so I just steam these, and that's okay? Yeah, I've tried that, and it's fine. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, oh, it's kind of flavorless, right? Like yeah. I want, I want him to enjoy eating. Like this morning, my husband was saying we should buy more canned goods. And- quite honestly, I don't like canned food. I grew up eating microwavable food and canned stuff. I didn't have any idea what fresh food was like, right? right? So he's like, we should just be prepared. Who knows how long this will last. If the supply chain deteriorates any further, maybe we will have an issue accessing food. So honestly, that's what I was spending a lot of my morning doing when I should have been playing with Casey, was trying to find canned food that I could stomach that right. I think would be okay, and, yeah. and putting in a cart and seeing what wasn't out of stock. So yeah. it's just it's, it's a, a little compromise. bit insight.
4: Yeah. yeah. It's
2: like, will I even eat this? Because I bought like huge tubs of applesauce. I haven't given them the case yet. He hasn't had a pouch yet. There's right. no need to. Right. I'm fortunate enough that I'm home with him right now. I'm working very part time. Why do I want him to
1: taste that or get used to that? Yeah. Very, very good questions. And I think a lot of people are stocking up and buying cans of food that they probably never would have otherwise. I mean, other than some beans to make some hummus or add to a chili or something like that. And there's not so much that's great about some canned peas, really, or canned <laughs> corn, taste nutrient-wise or anything like that. So it's a, it's a, it's a tricky one. As far as I'm aware, uh, the fact that we can still get produce here in California, so that's an incredible way. You know, you've got lots of local going on there, and I think even where I am, we've still got a lot of local going on here too, which is fabulous. How long that will last, I don't know, but stocking my freezer up with frozen vegetables just means I haven't got room for all the other stuff that I need to have. So I need room for the fish and the chicken and you know the leftovers and all of those kind of things too. So thank you for oh. highlighting. Thank you for highlighting that because I think. That is a road that a lot of people are going down um, really and thinking, okay, we. I think we better stock up and we don't know how much longer this is going to go on for. So it's a real concern. Okay. Let's talk about defrosting meat. Do I have a couple more minutes?
2: Yep. You got two know. more minutes. Yo. So I freaking froze one and a half pounds. I make this Martha Stewart's basic meat sauce recipe because it exactly. has a huge yield. It's like, I'm using a can of tomatoes. It's it's super tasty and easy. Um, it took like over a day to defrost. And I know you're not supposed to like leave meat out. You're supposed to defrost it in the fridge. Yep. But I don't know if it's my fridge settings or what, but things will not thaw right. completely in the refrigerator. And the guy at Whole Foods told me that it when I get it from the butcher case, cause that's typically where I source my meat. Um, he was like, oh, this is freezer fresh ready. Well, I'm glad I put it in a little compostable plastic bag because it would have leaked all over my refrigerator. Oh, it gosh. was not that full. So I learned, I read this really interesting tip about putting it in a gallon size Ziploc, rolling it with a rolling pin to even width and then rolling it up. And that would be like a safe way to, defrost it so I've had to become more resourceful with that but also my ref- my freezer is small <laughs> but I don't yes. know my I have a small freezer tiny. too I do so your I, th- your comment about like having to decide what to freeze is also really challenging it is a because challenge. I I don't I don't have a routine that aside from that meat sauce of like what I make every week well and your overnight oatmeal which the baby freaking loves I know (laughs) I told you this but like seriously we all like it it's great it keeps so well and he'll eat it for like the next couple of days too for breakfast
1: so good anyway
2: yeah so like freezing and defrosting meat is also this whole other thing yes that I feel like no one really knows how to do because yeah. our our moms probably left it out on the counter. We know we're not supposed to do that. Right. I don't own a microwave, Leanne. I don't know if I told you that.
1: No, and, and I, I know many people imp- that don't. Yes, really. Okay, yes. it's you're, in part you're- due to counter space.
2: It's in part it because a- I grew up only eating a mic- with microwave stuff. Right.
1: But anyway, yeah. so that's another challenge with the defrosting. So I actually take mine and we'll put it into, uh, if it's not in a Ziploc bag or, you know, something like that, I'll put it in there. And then I put it into into cool, not completely cold, into cool water in the sink, in something that will hold it and then so for instance uh tonight on my cook together um video at five o'clock that i've been doing then um the chicken that i need for that came out of the freezer this morning so it's sitting in water right now and i'll monitor it and make sure that it doesn't get to a point where it's sort of chill you know it's it's still cool enough but it's not completely you know it's not warm it's not going past that point where it's going to be hazardous to my health to, to then go and yeah. eat the chicken. So, um, so yeah, so try, try doing that. Try putting it into, if you don't take it out, and, and because there are days when you think, oh, no, what can I do? So things like sausages you can cook from frozen, like a chicken breast or anything like that, I wouldn't even bother. So there's not that much that can come straight from the freezer in its raw form. Wait, I, chicken can, nuggets I can cook and like frozen that. sausage? Yep, yeah, I've cooked frozen sausages straight from the freezer into the frying pan. So your one-pot sausage lentil thing, I can just throw a frozen sausage in that? Yeah, if you can cut through it, then great. If not, take a freezer bag, put the sausage into it, and then put that into into cool water in some sort of other container. That's I think very I've exciting. Ju- I think I've just blown her, ma- blown her brains. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's, I love she's that a, I'm just
2: like referencing another <laughs> recipe.
1: I know these are all from my book. Uh, she's got another recipe now. Oh well, thank you very much for your input and because I know that everything that you have said is going to help so many other people because these are the things that is, that is on everybody's minds from the small freezer to the what do I do with the frozen stuff now. This is not what I choose to do. I like to have fresh. So thank you so much. Love.
2: Thank you for all your help.
1: Welcome, Natalie. Uh, This is a big one, I think, that a lot of people are going to resonate with. So she's got her family at home. It was quite funny because she said her husband, who's also working from home, is on his conference calls all the time. And she said, I didn't realize how loud he talks while he's on a conference call. (laughs) Now, food aside, I think we can all relate to that. Whoever's under your roof with you, you didn't realize that this is how they do things. Anyway, I just I, I had a little chuckle about that one. Anyway, she isn't loving the missing out of that one damn ingredient when she wants to make either a new recipe or an existing recipe and is just trying to navigate this whole swap situation what on earth can i use instead of you know i'm missing this i need something else instead uh so she's got some really i I loved uh just what she posted in the facebook group which you'll find on leannephillipson.com i've got i've got screenshots of all of that so do head over to there to see the original conversation but she expands much further and i also give her a bunch of tips too Um, So I do think
5: uh, that the challenge for me has been um, in using what I've got. So in one of the ways that, um, you know, one of the many areas where we've learned not to take things for granted is the ability to just zip out to the grocery store. So, you know, I often find myself you know, mid-recipe or, you know, have 90% of the ingredients for a recipe and I'm missing, you know, just one important thing. Yes. And so I'm looking to experts like you to help me sort of determine what in my fridge or pantry or freezer could mm-hmm. I swap in for one of those missing things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things um, that I've personally have come across is um, I use, and I think this was a challenge of yours too, is when a recipe calls for cream or heavy cream or something like that. Um, One of the biggest, one of the easiest things that I have found is canned coconut milk. And while I've been doing my cook cook together uh, videos every night, I am adapting my own recipes every single time to have something else. So any veggies pretty much are very swappable. Um, it's when you get into things like when you're baking, that's when it gets really quite, quite I don't don't toy with baking. (laughs) No, but if you, if it calls for cornstarch, yes, that's, that's a hard one. I mean, you can Google how to make, I don't know if it's baking powder. I'm so not a baker, baking powder or baking soda, but then you need to have things like arrowroot hanging around. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But, you know, I do know Absolutely. a lot of the, the starches can be intertwined. So, so like a corn starch, you mm-hmm. can swap that out for a tapioca starch or a tabi- or a potato starch. Sometimes it's just you got to go with the flow. And these are the times that we're living in. But the, the swap what about, what about or
5: herbs and stuff, like fresh eat. herbs.
1: Like if I, if so yes. often
5: I'll have a recipe that calls for fresh cilantro. Can I swap in yes. like dried?
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So oh, when you have fresh, then you need a lot more of it. When you have uh, dried, because it's really basically dehydrated, then you know if it's two tablespoons or three tablespoons or a quarter of a cup of uh, fresh cilantro, then you know that you can probably do about a tablespoon or so of dried. So you need a lot less of the dried than you do of the fresh.
5: Okay, that's really good to know. And what about onions? Mm. Like, if it calls for green onions, can I just use
1: cooking onions, which I likely have on hand? Definitely, definitely. The only thing I'd say is sometimes if a recipe um, is, and you're not really cooking the onions, if it's something for something raw, like a cooking onion, just raw can be a little bit much. You can soak mm. it and rinse it uh, a mm-hmm. bit, like sometimes you can do with red onions. That really just takes. Because a lot of red onions you might put on a burger or something like that, and sometimes it's a bit too strong. So you can give them a rinse, mm-hmm. um, soak them, and then just put them in a, a colander or put them into a um, into a sieve just to get kind of get rid of that extra. But I also have a lot of people who I can't have problems have lived with
3: this
5: long without learning yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> right, there not you already, go. There's yeah. a
1: new one. Yes. Wow. And also, people who have issues with onions, when a recipe, and this is nothing to do with shopping, then you can use celery mm. instead.
5: Oh, so, you that's
1: use brilliant. celery instead of huh? your onions, no matter what kind of onions they are, because it still gives a little bit of flavor. It's not overwhelming. And some people just don't feel great when they're using, um, when they eat onions, cooked or otherwise. So, celery is your, yeah. your next best friend for that one.
5: Oh, that's so good to know. I'm actually doing some cooking for some uh, senior relatives who live in the next town over. So their own kids Mm -hmm. live a little further. So I'm able to drop off, you know, soups and chilies and stews and stuff. Comfort food, right? And uh, I do have one of of my relatives who has an intolerance to onions. So I'm going to definitely use that
1: yeah, There you go. So add some celery to your list. Well, thank you so much for your input and for your question because I know there's so many listeners out there who are, they're in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. Just everybody's experiencing this depending on whatever it is that you're trying to work through or make in the kitchen. So I hope this is helpful for you and for everyone else.
5: Very helpful. Thanks so much,
4: Leah.
1: Lana she's at home with her two kids and her husband and I think she's like a meal planning rock star. Uh, I first met Lana probably 14 years ago when she came to my mommy chef cooking classes in the basement of my home. Holy crap that was a long time ago and when I hear how old these kids are I yeah I feel my years for sure. So she had the rock star thing going with her meal planning but now because she's only ordering and having delivery it's a whole new ballgame. She's planning for three weeks. Now, this rock star, I think she's like out front with the reduce the food waste movement. So let's hear a bit more from Lana.
4: I mean, I, um, I enjoy cooking and I cook a lot anyway. Okay. Um, so it's not hugely different for me in that I, I cook most of our meals. Okay. Uh, we probably eat out once a week in the regular world. Right, right. Um, so, you know, it, 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 and I've always been a meal planner. Oh, I've always good. planned for sort about one week out and then done a big shop. Usually we sit down on Sunday nights, everybody picks one dinner and then we assume one dinner is out and one dinner is a leftovers dinner. And however it works out, we usually sort of start with four or five planned dinners. I shop for those dinners and lunches. And that sort of is how our normal world works. The difference now is that I have to shop sort of three weeks out because um, you can't get a delivery window or a pickup grocery window for this week or for next week. You get it the following week. So I'm sort of pl- I, the week that's coming up.
1: I planned three weeks ago. Oh my goodness! Which is fine. It's not. Yeah. It's just a little shift in reality. And how is your food lasting for that period of time?
4: Uh, I mean, fruits and vegetables are, you you know, get eaten first. (laughs) I buy vast amounts. of I buy lots of apples. I buy lots of squash. I buy potatoes. Those things have a long, a long life. I buy lots of frozen vegetables. Um, And how many people are you feeding in your family? Just the four of us. So my two kids, I have a 13 year old daughter and a 10-year-old son who eats like a man. (laughs) (laughs) So there's, is that where all your fruits and veggies go? (laughs) I'm lucky that my kids are not picky. They'll eat anything partially thanks to you, I believe, because we got them a good start of eating lots of fruits and veggies early on. Yes. Um, so, So I am very lucky for that. So you're ordering online and then it's coming to your door? No, I'm ordering online and then doing curbside pickup. Okay. And even last night, for instance, um, I got an email. My pickup window was supposed to be um, this Saturday morning, and I got an email saying the store is backed up and my window won't be until Sunday morning. So luckily part of my food plan is I have sort of two or three frozen meals that are backup meals. Okay. Okay. So we'll be fine. But when it does get to the end of
1: the pickup window, my fridge is very sad and empty. Oh, I bet it is. And yeah. Well, thank you very much for your input. I really appreciate it. And I know that there's going to be people out there that are listening to this thinking, how do you plan for three weeks? Well, I think you just, in your words, I guess you just plan it for longer. Ah, she's showing me her beautiful spreadsheet of meals. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. The helps. I posted on the fridge. It uh and it
4: actually, you know, when it comes to, hey, it's lunchtime. What am I making for lunch? I just, I, there's
1: no thought anymore. So it's it so much stress away. And I would imagine having kids saying, what's for lunch? What's for lunch? It's like, it's right there. It's on the fridge. Right. We, don't even, we don't even have to have a discussion or, or anything about it. That's yeah. what it is. It does make it a little easier for sure. And I guess more cost effective, too, because it's not, oh, I you know, go through a run of avocados or something for a week. I mean, obviously, if that's what's been planned and you've bought them, but oh, we don't have any more and I got to get this and I got to get. We can't do that right now. You can't nip out to the store just to get one thing it's 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 an event to go shopping it's true and i really haven't like i
4: in for since this started i haven't gone to the store to buy a thing which is which is a new reality for me because in the past for sure i've gotten halfway through the week and thought oh i could really use more apples and i would just go now eat a banana
1: like (laughs) all right that's it that's what we've got it's gotta be eaten so do it these challenges they're real and hearing some of the stories from others I really hope that they can offer a bit of an aha moment that you desperately might need to get you unstuck just like Angie had with you know cornstarch or actually I think that might have been that they're all sort of mingled in and again if you go over to leannephillipson.com you'll get to see the conversation that I was having and that also might help you to realize that yeah I do actually answer to this so Head on over to Sprout Right's Facebook page, Leanne Phillipson Nutrition uh, Facebook page, or find me um, on Instagram at Sprout right or Leanne Phillipson. And please remember that I'm doing my cook together videos every day to inspire you to make something new that that you may not have made before I'm getting such tremendous response from cooking every day at five o'clock eastern time on Sprite Instagram and Facebook pages so join in and you'll get you know head on head on over to Sprite cook together and then I will send you the recipes every day. I really hope that this has been super helpful for you because this is kind of my mission in life. This is just to help you to take one step forward, find a new ingredient, find a new recipe and put something, of course, better in your mouth. As always, eat this one mouthful at a time. I'll see you next week.